Coach G joins the show to finish his top 10 draft fits for the HBCU prospects going into the NFL draft. Oh yeah, it's Locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked on HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked on HBCU podcast, your number one. Daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked on podcast network, your team every day. And I, of course, am Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports editor. Thank you for going on this journey with me, making Locked on HBCU your first listen of the day, every day and remember just because the mic cuts off does not mean that the journey is over it just means it's time to follow me on twitter at south exclusives which you can see right here at the bottom of the screen but if you can't see it that means you're on the audio side of things and don't forget the s on the end of south exclusive coach g south exclusives i'm out here messing it up on my own show coach g joins the show and listen we finally got to this episode after a five ten minute debate about southern hip-hop versus new york hip-hop so i had to throw a question at him about new york to start it off before we get into our draft fits all right coach g we got you on here to talk about a little bit of football but we didn't got into it before this about rap and whatnot so who got the best verse on four three two one no comment i'll ask you again when the mic cuts off anywho <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna have my rap opinions on here because that's a whole nother locked on show. <laughs> no, it is. It is, but I was gonna throw you on the spot. Let's talk you. about your expertise on camera, what you do on camera. Let's talk about Isaiah Land, one of my personal favorites. We're talking about your draft fits, and you had him going to Tampa Bay, which is a team that plays a 3 4. When talking about draft fits, did you specifically go with teams that ran a 3-4 defense when looking at Isaiah Land? For him, I think for longevity of his career and just due to we don't know exactly how he's going to fill out physically just yet, I just think for him. And then the fact that he's been working really hard on trying to get, you know, work on different drills to try and get better with coverage. I mean, he didn't get a lot of coverage snaps at uh, FAMU just due to the nature of, hey, like, they probably didn't need him doing that, you know, for the most right. part. He's a pretty solid back end. Their linebackers are pretty solid in the cover and coverage. So they didn't really need him to drop back in coverage too often. His guard job was to what? Pass rush in. The Buccaneers have been, a, for the most part, over the past 10 years, they've always been re- relatively top 10, no less than top 15 when it comes to sacks. So it's not a, a place that's not used to having guys and not a rush to pass. And honestly, I think, you know, Shaq just needs another guy on the other side of him. You know, just a guy that could just spice it up and just come in and just give you that run rush every now and again. And then when he gets bigger and stronger and he learns the plays and he gets more comfortable in coverage, then he could drop back in the coverage. But he'll be more to drop back in the coverage before outside linebacker. You know, he might, and that might end up being his thing long-term more than him just being a straight edge rusher, pass rusher. So I think his maturation with it has grown uh, since I've been, you know, I've watched him work out, I watched his pro day videos i saw him uh during the combine you know he has the fluidity to be able to do it he's athletic enough to be able to do it um i guess it's just one of those things where he hasn't done it a lot so we just won't really have to see it in action so you know wherever he goes if the nfl picks him up 
Oh, you know, luckily, hopefully, sorry, hopefully, it'll be the Bucks guy that has the best scheme fit. But even if he ends up going to USFL, if that just so happens to be, even though I don't think that's going to be a thing. If he goes to USFL, he'll just mainly work on that. Um, but if he gets into an NFL camp, they're going to expect him to be a solid pass rusher like he's been for most of his career. And they're going to expect him to drop in the coverage every now and again. So it's something I can see him doing long term. And I, I think the Bucks give him that versatility that he deserves. You know, you want to put them all over the place. Like when you have guys that just know how to pass rush, you want to find a way to get them to the quarterback. Correct. So move them around. You know, use, he's a, he could be a swift army knife for your defensive line and your edge rushing tool. Yeah, and you mentioned longevity. I completely agree with you. But I just want to dig a little bit deeper into your psyche on it. So he landed on a 314 that is clearly the best fit in multiple 314s would probably come before a 4-3 defense. But was there any team that did run a 4-3 that you were like, I might put him there. If I had to make him an off-ball linebacker, I might put him in this place. Him as an off-ball backer, I am just so, like, up in the air with because I really don't. I'm really not a fan of just turning edge rushes into full time Will, Mikes, and Sam's because that's just not their game. Like, if, right. you, if you draft him and you know he's an edge rusher, let him do what he does best. I've tweeted that before. Don't overthink Isaiah Lamb. Do what he put him in a position to do what he does best. So I hope he doesn't go into a situation where they're thinking, like, hey, if we're going to turn this guy into an off ball backer full time. Does he have the athleticism to do it? Sure. Has he shown flashes of it during the senior bowl practices and during the game? Sure. But full-time, it's just not something he's he's done before. You know, even, you know, Bruce Irvin, who I had him comp to originally before I switched to Tim Williams, you know, Bruce Irvin, you know, he's he was a freak athlete as well. You know, he he but you know, it wasn't his thing. He did it because, you know, they needed him there, but it wasn't a thing. He was a pass rusher, he's an edge rusher, he's a five technique, wide nine. And that's what Isaiah Land should be. So I mean, if there's another place outside of uh, Tampa Beta, I like to see him go. It's similar to Andrew Farmer. I really don't think people understand how good of a, a D line pass rush specialist that Coach Jordan is. I think Coach Jordan could make anybody, anybody with his athleticism into a really, really serviceable, a serviceable, not even more serviceable, elite edge rusher because that's just how good the coaches. I have nothing but respect for him, and I'm a D line trainer as well. Right, and, you know, he's another guy that I just really. Think highly of him and Chuck Smith, the two guys I really think highly of when it comes to tra- you know training people how to edge rush. And as we continue, we're going to move to a guy that I know that Coach G really likes, Mark Evans, one of his favorite prospects in this year's draft. As we continue with Locked on HBCU. Before we get into that, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can bet on the NBA. You can bet on the NHL. Both of those are getting into the playoffs pretty soon. You can put some money down on the NFL draft and anything and everything in between. Matter of fact, let me not forget to show love to the MLB because their regular season is just kicking off. You can put money down on everything. I even had a friend put in the group chat. He was like, you don't need to know baseball to bet on it. Lucky enough, he was able to win all his bets. But go ahead and go to FanDuel and try your luck as well. If you're not as lucky as my friend, then that means you have the chance to get the free bets. No sweat, first bet. That means you're going to have up to $1,000 back in free bets if you lose your first one. Because they believe in second chances at FanDuel. All you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and make every moment more.
As we continue rolling with today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making us your first listen of the day. Every day we have Coach G of Draft HBCU here to continue talking about his top 10 NFL draft fits for our HBCU prospects. And let's move to Mark Evans. You have him slotted to go to the Cincinnati Bengals, and they have one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL. But a big concern in Cincinnati has been protecting Joe Burrow. So when you're looking at Mark Evans and being in Cincinnati, is this an immediate fit, like year one, or is this something that you think over a course of a year or two could develop into being a, a big piece of their offensive line? Uh, well, you know, selfishly, I think he could play. He'll be one of the first HBCU players to get starting snaps out of the guys that I have. I mean, I think he – and you have an offensive lineman that's just that – that's produced so well and has – played against top competition throughout his career, has been starting since his freshman year. He has the snaps. He showed he did everything he needs to do to showcase that he's one of the best offensive line prospects, regardless of D2, FCS, FBS. So people want to move him around a lot. People were concerned about his pro day numbers and his combine numbers. Just cut on the tape, man. Don't make this hard. It needs to be. If you need someone that's one, I mean, he's still working on his run blocking, but his run blocking isn't that, it's not bad. It's more about, you know, run blocking for me, when it comes to seeing off of the line, it's more about just having good communication and like just the simple things of like leaving too early or making sure that you shoulder to shoulder, hip to hip when you're doing your combination blocks. Are you able to get out and block his space, which Mark Evans can do. And when it comes to pass blocking, he's one of the best pass blockers you see. You know, once he gets his hands on you, he gets he gets his punch off and he gets his hands on you, he stops you in cold blood. He just stops you. I've seen him do it. There's FBS competition. He's done against guys that, well, we see played in the NFL. <laughs> you know, we see it against guys that's probably going to be playing in the NFL. Right. So he's done it, you know, on every level. And I think he's done it consistently. You can't take that from him. So could I see Mark Evans starting or getting significant playing time his rookie year? For sure. Can I see him being a project and then they're like, listen, this is year two or three. We need you. Sure. You know, I just, I, I love it for him. I, I really think Cincinnati needs a guy like that, a guy that could play multiple positions that is a pass blocker. Because, you know, we all know, I'd be called what it is. If they would have just blocked Aaron Donald on that one play, we're talking about the Bengals as a Super Bowl champions right now. That's, I mean, it's just the little things. You know, they they will keep him healthy. I mean, the, Joe Burrow already got hurt once. You know what I mean? Bad. So he's coming back. They want to give him some money, but he needs protection. So yeah. you get a guy like Mark Evans, third day three, come on. It's perfect. And I want to ask you this. I want to ask you this because it's something you said a little bit earlier. Allow people to just play their position. You said you tweeted that out. Another thing that I've seen you tweet is that basically you're not a fan of turning undersized tackles into guards. And that's something that I think could happen to Mark Evans. Do you think his NFL future being at guard or tackle is team dependent or you just think there's a certain role that he should play in the NFL? People are rushing to do it. I'm be. I'm just gonna go out on the limit. People are just rushing to do it. Why? I don't. I don't know. I, I. I can't call it. I don't know why people are just so, so geeked to just. Hey, he's short, so let's move him to guard. When we have, I mean, look at this comp. I mean, you know, this comp is a six foot two and a half or six three with cleats on, offensive tackle, and he played for the Steelers and he played for the Cardinals and he was and he played for the Jaguars and they kept him at left tackle and guess what. He has the he has the ability to do it. Okay, he is a left tackle with solid feet, strong punch, 
and a good base. As long as you cut the defensive end off, who cares how tall you are? I don't. I'm. I'm not big on that. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. Maybe that's just me as just right. a personal preference. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I don't get it. Like uh, the point of being off the tackle is to what? Be shifty enough to cut the defensive off, defensive end off from the spot. And if they're they they loop inside, you have the ability to shift your body left, right, and be able to block the loopers and the guys who're doing stunts. I, I'm, I guess I'm over. People love size, and people worried about arm length. He has the arm length. If people worry about hand size, he has to, he has the hand size. So what are, what are we talking about here? I mean, do y'all think he's not athletic enough to do it? Well, clearly, there are others who aren't as athletic as Mark Evans. And here's the thing: I just boiled it down to this. It's literally about the film. Watch the film. The kid is a left tackle. Yes, he's shorter. He can't help his height. <laughs> he can't help his height. It's like it's like Ronnie Thomas. Like he can't help his height, but guess just t- cut on the field. People cut on the film. People can't really block him because he's so he's so low to the ground. So yeah. you look at these six eight. These first of all, let me put this out here. These edge rushers are not. Don't let the few fool you. A lot of these edge rushers are not six eight, six seven. There ain't a lot of right. Julius Peppers is running around anymore. Like these right. guys are six three, six four. You may see a six five. You got six foot, six one, six two. Okay, they got an inch or two on Mark Evans. Mark Evans, when he puts cleats on, he's six foot four. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I just, I just want people to just slow down a bit. I get it. He's gonna probably have to move the guard because that's just what the world, that's what the world is. But look at Beecham. Beecham did, and he's had a really good career. So every literally, they're, it's so scary. They're literally almost the exact same player, same height, same weight, same athleticism, and they. It, so what's the difference between him and Mark? What is the difference? He came out of SMU. Uh, I forgot what year. He came out of SMU. You, you just said it. You just said it. But like, let's 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 cut it. You, you just said it. It's, it's 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 FCS versus FBS. It's it's you know how this goes. You know how it goes. You know how it goes. We don't like it, but we know how it goes, and that's that is the difference. You know, and that's the that's kind of the the consistent hurdle that people are trying to fight. The competition stigma, but that's that's just part of the game. And one of the people who benefits from that Jackson State stigma is Dallas Daniels. And to me, Green Bay is hungry for wide receivers. They only have the rookies coming back. I can't remember exactly what they've done in free agency, but the guys from last year, it's just the rookies that they drafted in Dobbs and or, or Dubs and in Watson. Mm-hmm. How does Dallas Daniels fit in Green Bay? Especially with a new quarterback and things of that nature. People, the best thing to do for a young quarterback, give him a safety blanket. And the beautiful thing about Dallas Daniels is he's a third and five guy. I call him third and five. Like, listen, at the end of the day, he's, his catch rate is, I mean, I think his catch rate is about 90, 92%, 91%. You know, drop rate means he's about 10 to 9%. Okay, that's serviceable for, for a slide guy. He has the size to be able to play outside and inside. He's probably going to be primarily a slide guy. You want a guy on third down that's just going to get, find a way to get open. He has a knack for finding holes in zones. And a lot of teams play zone. A whole lot of teams play zone. And he has the ability, because during the Shrine Bowl week, he was finding ways to get open against a lot of guys that are going to get drafted. Just putting that out there. Guys that may be way more athletic than him, whatever it may be. His uh, numbers were pretty much in line with how I thought they would be, 4-5, four, 4-4-ish. Four, 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 four-ish. 
you know, not the craziest vertical. But end of the day, he just finds a way to get open. I always tell people, cut on the foot. He may have those very inopportune drops, but it's right. very, very, very minimal. Because when it comes down to it, you will know that you can trust Dallas Dance to make that third down catch. So that's why I want him on the Green Bay Packers. And I know they're going to pass the ball a lot. Well, who knows? They might use Dan, Dallas Daniels, and they could use him in multiple positions. I mean, I think he could be a guy that could just kick in the backfield, have some fun with him every now and again. I think he has the ability to do that and athleticism to do it. He just needs to be in a system that's going to utilize him as a strong slot option. Now, there's other teams clearly that can use Dallas Daniels. I just know for sure. If Randall Cobb doesn't come back, that opening for slot receiver is just wide open for him. Wide open. And like Packers need it because I believe Dobbs and um Watson, those are those are deep ball threats. Now, can they get it? They could they get it going on third and short, third and long, third and medium? Sure. But they're vertical guys. They try to they try to make plays down the field. You need a guy that's gonna work the middle of the field. And on the shallow in the shallow in the shallow zone as well. So that's 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 Dallas Daniels to me. And going forward, we're going to talk about Daniels' teammate, Isaiah Bolden, and his draft fit, along with the big tight end, Kamari Averett, as we continue with Locked on HBCU. As wrapping up today's episode of Locked on HBCU, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And then also tuning in with Coach G and myself until segment three. Thank you two times for that. We really do appreciate it. Let's continue the theme with Jackson State and talk about Isaiah Bolden. When I look at Isaiah Bolden and his draft fit to the New York Giants, he has so much versatility that I have to ask, where do you have him fitting? Is it slot? Is it outside? Is it strong safety? They they could use potential replacements years down the line or immediately in a couple of those places. Listen, I, me and Coach Nooks go back and forth with it, I, I, but I think we both can agree that he can play whatever he wants in the defensive backfield. Right. That's just me. I mean, he's 6'2". I think he's, I think he's say 200 pounds. 6'2", 200 pounds. FCS guy. Yeah, I'm sorry, FCS guy. FBS transfer guy. Florida State. Got reps at Florida State. Freak athlete. I mean, as you can see, he killed. I mean, he would have probably been the most athletic guy to combine if he was there, or one of the most athletic. Like he, I think he four three forty, forty inch vert. The broad was way over ten. I mean, he did everything he had to do athletically. But we knew that, you know, the only guy we might have missed on athletically, I, I maybe, I maybe thought that Nugget would be similar athleticism as him. That's the only one I could really say, like, wow, I was really off with the athletic comparison. But when it comes to Bolden. His versatility to be able to play multiple positions in the Giants' defense as young, and they need to—they have to get after it. They have a defensive line that can get after it, and the ball can come out quick. And you need guys that just know how to make plays and are athletic enough to get away and make a touchdown if they need to. So, also with that, you know, the Giants weren't the best special teams unit when it came to returning the ball. Guess who's good at that? <laughs> I said, right. oh. so I mean, you know, it just—he there's a lot of teams that can use his special teams acumen, but you know, in this case. I mean, oof, on a young team, you know, there's money to go around because they, I mean, they really, they really pay much for Danny, for, you know, Danny Dimes, you know, as much as the, I'm from New York. So, you know, the people here are very upset about him, you know, his money. Listen, at the end of the day, that's really pennies when you think about it, considering what's going on and what they got around. I don't love it. I ain't gonna lie. I didn't love it either. So, I, mean, listen, I wasn't the biggest fan, but hey, but if that's what, that's their guy, it's cool. That's your guy, cool. So, 
end of the day, there's money to go around. It's a young team. They're, they literally made it to the playoffs. They weren't too far from making it to the Super Bowl. I mean, to the, they weren't the NFC Championship. Yeah, man, they were, right, they were right there. So I think for Isaiah Bolton, that's a good culture to go into. You know, the coach is, you know, still getting his feet wet, but he's, he's doing a pretty decent job. And, you know, he could be an instant special teams starter, honestly, just off athleticism and uh, special teams acumen alone. He can literally do this early. So do I think he's going to be a USFL guy? He got selected very high in the USFL draft. I don't think he's going to go. Highly doubt it. Um, so some team is going to pick on any team that needs a special teams that has a special teams need. A guy that can play every special teams unit and return the ball, and you get some sort of versatility in the back end on defensive back end. You gotta go Isaiah Bolden. You have to. It's only there's not many guys out here that can say that they can play every defensive back position and return the ball. Now you mentioned the word instant in your discussion about Bolden. The next guy is somebody I feel like is gonna have to be instant because when we talk about these draft fits, we're not just talking about what kind of player they are. We're not just putting them somewhere. We're talking about situation and context as well. Detroit is not returning much talent at that tight end position. I would call them tight end hungry the same way I talked about Green Bay. You have Kamari Averick going there, and I think they would require require an instant impact from Averick. Do you think he's prepared to do that in that Detroit system, another team that's young and up and coming? I like Averick. I was a little disappointed with the with the numbers that, I, that came out of the um... – out of his pro day, I think he ran like a five flat, 40. Didn't expect that. But, I mean, I know he wasn't the fastest guy. But I was like, okay, maybe he could give like a 4.8. 4.8 would have been like, okay, I was sold. Like, okay, we're good. We cooked with, you know, but teams look at that. Now, granted, he's not a guy that's going to get a lot of separation, but he has a really high contested catch percentage, and that's just what you're going to get from him. Um, he has really solid hands. I think he's only, I think he's like 11 to 10% with the drop rate, which is not bad. Pretty good for a tight end. And he's a big body. Big body. He's huge. He's like 6'6", 250 pounds. That's, he's up big. People say he's bigger than that. I, listen, not my call, but that's still big. That's, that's pretty much you got another left tackle. You got another left tackle, right tackle on the line with you. Back and catch the ball. And, you know, I think his blocking has progressed. I think he could be even a even better blocker. But that's more about Will and one, yeah. too. And when he gets to the next level, his tight end coach, his off the line, the off the line coach, they're going to get him better, whatever it may be. And we know the, you know, Holmes is an HBCU guy. So I don't know which HBCU guy he's going to get, but it seems like, you know, for the most part, it seems like he's trending towards getting one guy per year. Now, will Avery get drafted? Maybe not. Will he get brought in? Why not? I mean, it wouldn't hurt to bring him in. I heard he interviewed very well. Okay, that's good. I, I think he needed that. He from, did. From, from, yeah. what, from yeah. a lot of things around him, I think he needed that. Correct. So, I mean, he, 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 he interviewed very well the NFLPA Bowl. People say he was one of the best players there, if not the best player there. And I just, you know, for a guy like that, you just give him a shot. See what happens. You know, if he comes in condition, if he comes in willing to work, ready to work, if he's doing everything he needs to do, then he's going to have a really solid shot at possibly getting some playing time. If everything just goes how I think it may go for him, Detroit would be a perfect place for him. This It's, it's probably one of the most perfect – it's probably the best – fit out of everything one I have here. Like, it's like, okay, there's a huge need at the losing hockey center. Now you have a huge tight end that has shown is my big is my biggest thing when it comes to well you have players that come out of very inopportune situations and they find ways to be successful still. I like that out of a player. Some players just can't handle it. They if everything's not working for them, 
they struggled, you know. So there are tight ends that probably could not deal with Kamari Averett's quarterback situation of its own. I promise you, most of the tight ends that they have above Everett, they they wouldn't have been, they would not have been as successful. That just shows me that okay, there's something about this guy that like listen, we give him a competent quarterback, which they do have. We'll give golf his yeah. credit. I think I was down on golf forever, ever, but he he shut me up last year. He had a heck of a year. So you get a quarterback. This was the best quarterback he ever had in his life. <laughs> yeah. So let's see what it looks like. You know, let's just see what it looks like. Coach, as always, I appreciate you coming on. Now, this is for all the people who made it to the end. I want everybody to do me a favor and go to at Coach Huggins, that's two Gs, at Coach Huggins Jr., and tell him why New York hip-hop is trash. Don't say anything about the South, because then he will he won't sound as smart as he does here. He'll say some foolish things. But just, <laughs> just go ahead. And to answer your question, and to answer your question, it was LL had the best verse on one, two, three, four. I mean, sorry, four, three, two, one. So LL had the best verse. Hello is so underrated. It's he disgusting. is. He it's is. Disgusting. Like, people he don't is. want to top 10, which is crazy. See, that's, that's hmm? See, now we got to get off because it's going to be locked on hip hop. Yeah. Right. A lot of it comes down to what we were talking about when we were talking about Wu Tang. Age, right. reign, I mean, region, all of mm-hmm. those things matter. You know, yeah. you're looking at people, they 23 years old from, from Iowa. No, it's not. Let's not put Iowa out there. Let's say a 23-year-old from, from California, he ain't putting LL in his top 10, and, and we I'm not going to expect him to, you know? So and I'm 24 from the South. So I love LL, though. Okay. Different discussions. Let's cut the mic and continue this. But as always, I appreciate it. And if you guys want to go and bash New York hip-hop, go ahead and live it up. Uh, <laughs> but I appreciate you, man, and I appreciate you guys for making us your first listen of the day every day for your second listen. Go ahead and check out Locked On College Basketball. Coach G will be back tomorrow, and we'll be talking about his top 20 players, period. No draft fits, none of that, just individual prospects. Who is the best? In the meantime, in between time, if you're looking for me, you can find me on Twitter, at South Exclusives. Until the next time that we hear each other, family. Take care. Stay blessed. Peace.